another episode of Onside Punt. My name is Cad and I'm joined as always by David Holm. How are you going today, mate? Good, Cad. How are you, man? Very, very well. And uh, we're hitting into a- another episode of our series recapping each division in the league uh, leading up to the preseason from the Super Bowl this year. Got a pretty uh, interesting div this week, the NFC South. Super curious, super curious. All new quarterbacks. Yep, uh, all yeah, all new quarterbacks. Yep, a lot of movement, a lot of some not movement, but... Yes, it's, and it's an interesting thing to note, I think, with this league is uh, last year, three of the teams went 7-10, and 10, so it was very tight last year. Not one of them had a winning season, so it's a complete reshuffle, and I guess we're going to have to see where they uh, end up this season and in our predictions later on. Let's get stuck into it. So let's start with the Bucks, shall we, Kat? Yep, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now the time has finally arrived. It's over. Or the is it? The end of the Tom or Brady is it? era. Or yeah. is it? <laughs> well, he has retired. So Tom Brady, after 23 seasons to the NFL, his last two being with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of which he took the team to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady has retired from the NFL again. So the second the second time he's he's retired. I think in recent news, Tom Brady has actually become a minority owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. And I believe you said something to me, Dave, that he kind of had to announce to the media that he would no longer be playing. Yeah, there was a there was a storyline rolling around again that he was coming back. Um, I think it might have been highlighted around some inclusions into a certain contract. Um, An injury waiver with yeah, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah, so he had to publicly announce. I still don't reckon he did it well enough. He didn't say, no, <laughs> I will never be back. <laughs> he's quite, I think he's a great character and I think he drives up the, the media quite well. But uh, I, I think uh, it's kind of similar to uh, Alonso, uh, Fernando Alonso in the F1 when there was Taylor Swift dating rumours. Now, he didn't shut him down and he didn't say yes. It's all good for the brand. Keeps him in the headlines. Same with Brady. Why would you flat out deny it? Just keep your stock. Now, who is to fill these shoes? The shoes of arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Now, Holmie, can you tell me, did they get a star college recruit in the draft? Um, No, no, they didn't. Now, did they get a proven upcoming quarterback from last season? There was a few available, but no, no, they didn't. No. Now, did they even get a quarterback who wasn't released by his first team mid-season last year? No. No. No, no, no they, they got Baker Mayfield. Uh, oh, <laughs> Baker is, the musical chairs of NFL. <laughs> yeah, he really is uh, playing that game for sure. Uh, seemingly any empty spot uh, Baker will slot into. Um, and I'm surprised he got a starting role again. Um, now, if you don't know too much about Baker Mayfield, Baker had a very hype start in the NFL. He was the number one pick in the draft in 2018, selected by the Browns. Now, he took the Browns to a 7-8-1 and one record, which you know, doesn't sound too amazing but was the best record that the Browns had achieved in 11 years. Uh, He ended up taking the Browns to their first playoff game since 1994 as well. So all was looking pretty good uh, until recently. So after injuries plagued Baker in 2021, the hype was also wearing off by that point and it wasn't the the savior to the Browns that they thought he, he could be. Now the Browns then signed Deshaun Watson, prompting Baker to uh, ask for them to release him as they did. So he signed to the Panthers after that. 
And his Panthers career was stunted instantly. He had to compete for the starting spot. He then got a high ankle sprain in week five and came back as a backup later. But then he asked the Panthers to release him in mid-season as well. He then moved to the Rams. Two days later. Didn't you remember that game, Dave? Oh, yeah. That was, a, that was an interesting one. You can't get a better opportunity than that, can you? Like he was reading, reading the playbook on the old commute to the game. So yeah, he just, he, he no expectation. Yeah. No worries in the world. Probably the freest you've ever going to be to play a game, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. And I think that lack of pressure was good for him as we saw. He had 48 hours from when he was told he was signing with the Rams to actually playing for the Rams. And so on the plane, as he said, he's studying the playbook and he actually played a really good game. But he did, as yeah. we said, due to that lack of pressure, very likely. He was, he was better than I think people had expected playing for the Rams, but still but nothing inspiring. The bar was low at this point, though. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no definitely. one's looking for much. And now he signed this uh, one-year contract with Tampa Bay and trying to find his footing and see if he can actually stay a, a starter in the NFL. Are you aware, homie, of the, the Heisman curse? No. I'm not actually. So the Heisman Trophy is the, of course, the trophy oh, that's I am actually. to the best college player. Yeah, yeah. I seen a documentary. So, yeah, so Baker is is a member of the Heisman Trophy Club, and I don't know, maybe the curse is living living deep within him. Tim Tebow's a, another big one. Yeah, that's um, the one I saw. Seen in the yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so you know, maybe this this Heisman curse is following Baker straight through. I don't know, but you know, you got to remember as well, especially for when we're talking about other teams in this div. This guy was top prospect, Heisman winner, first pick in the draft, so much hype, but he just couldn't find his footing in the NFL. It's not guaranteed. So when we talk about some younger quarterbacks later in this div, just keep that in mind. So the Bucks are a bit of a confusing team this year, right, Dave? Yeah, I'm with you there, Cat. They've got to find a headline for this team. I don't see anything in there. There's no trades. There's no, there's no new storyline. There's not young talent that sparks intrigue or excitement. I'm actually, yeah, very confused what the intention yeah. of this squad is. Usually, you know, when we're researching and, and collecting these recaps, the narrative for each team kind of pops up. It does. Yeah. Even if the narrative is they're looking terrible. Yeah, hope's or there's okay. No hope's okay. At, at, hope's fine. Yeah, yeah, but I just, I can't make any sense of, of what's going on at the Bucks. And, and if you guys do have a, a better idea out there and listening, please, you know, email us, hit us up on Instagram and let us know. But, you know, the Bucks retained Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and Russell Gage in wide receiver, as well as Rashad White and running back, who I believe will be leading the backs as they uh, did release Leonard Fournette uh, from the season last year. It's just, they've got the old weapons. I can't see any new weapons from other teams in free agency or much benefit in the draft this year. Yeah, they also defensively retained Levante, David and Jamal Dean. So again... Yeah, as, as, yeah. as well as Vita Vea, I think as well. Yeah, so again, you're just looking... There's not a lot of intrigue into this, this team at the moment. Um, we'll have to see if we can find that during the season. to a team who has been able to create a narrative. Uh, we've got the Panthers now, Cad. Yeah, so the biggest headline coming out of the Carolina Panthers is, of course, their number one pick in the draft, Bryce Young. Now, the Panthers have started eight different quarterbacks since 2018 and are probably hoping they've finally found their man. Yeah, obviously they had to lose DJ Moore in the trade to be able to get this opportunity to pick up the 
number one uh, pick. So a bit yeah. of a loss there, but a great, great franchise building young player. Um, and they've obviously started to make some selections to support that decision as well. Definitely. And, and we'll get to those in a, in a little bit. But, you know, as we discussed in our draft recap show, they had some concerns earlier about his height. You know, he's 5'10". This isn't really uncommon for any QB, but it did kind of swarm him at the time. Now, backing up the rookie is a familiar uh, Redbeard and, and potential member for, for the Ranger Club. yes. Is uh, Andy Dalton. Uh, so if the rookie should falter at any point, uh, I think this is a very smart signing from the Panthers. Cad's still trying to get him into the club, but he has not yet been signed. We'll have to see how this season unfolds. <laughs> I, I got a bit excited because I thought we were actually heading on to talk about our favourite signing for the Panthers, which is uh, tight end Halen Hurst, who is in the Ranger Club. Yeah, Hayden, yes, the, the biggest red beard, I think, in the <laughs> in the team. Uh, he had a great season at the Bengals, uh, most notably his game in the AFC Divisional Playoffs, where he, where he averaged 11.8 yards per carry and a touchdown. I think at tight end, uh, he's a great third option for the young quarterback. You know, if you're not hitting those wide receivers going deep, you've got a tight end coming across the middle, much easier throws. Um, I think it's a great signing from them. Uh, in free agency as well, they've made some key signings. They've signed Miles Sanders, the running back from the Eagles, who replaced Deonta Foreman, who's moved on to the Bears, as well as uh, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen. So they picked- now, we had a bit of a theory about him last, <laughs> last episode when we talked about him in the Vikings. Yeah, so we always have discussed that um, we thought he was a bit underrated um, as a player. He's uh, he's probably looking to get out of that shadow from Justin Jefferson and give himself a shot at being the number one wide receiver towards the end of his career. He, yeah, he's sort of getting later into his career. They've got him on a three-year deal, but I would think he would be wanting to finish finish here at the Panthers and finish strong as a as that number one receiver. Yeah, yeah. definitely. He did also say, as we mentioned uh, in the Vikings uh, podcast when we covered them, he did quote saying that he picked the Panthers despite having possible discussions with the Chiefs and other kind of leading teams in the NFL. He picked the Panthers because he thought they were going to give him the best shot of a Super Bowl. I don't think we're there yet. It's I guess he's got a three-year deal. Let's see if they yeah, can. Yeah, that's a good let's point, see if actually. they can grow in that window. Um, but I definitely think that's a. <laughs> It's a bit of a stretch, um, Adam. It's a bit of a reach. <laughs> <laughs> I like the confidence, but let's yeah. let's see. Okay, on the defense, the Panthers have signed safety Von Bell from the Bengals and Shy Tuttle, defensive tackle from the New Orleans Saints, which will really give them um, some, I think, much needed kind of support in those roles. Um, and they've added a couple of veterans around. Yeah, they've definitely. I think I think they've balanced out their the youth with those veterans now to they really have they're going to protect um, Bryce Young they're going to develop him they're all in the same narrative in terms of growing Bryce Young so it looks like they've definitely developed a, a list with that correct balance you would think good definitely and uh, I guess you know referring to what we we're saying with uh, Baker Mayfield's history as the number one pick it's a uh, it's a tough journey and it's not guaranteed for uh, the young draftee even if you're the number one quarterback being selected so you know, I wouldn't expect strong output from Bryce in the first year. Maybe we'll see some some greatness towards the end of the season, but it's it's a long road for any kind of rookie coming in, um, as they always say. So, you know, I'm really interested to see the Panthers play this year. It's going to be a really interesting team. Most definitely.
Okay, now I guess we're going on to uh, the New Orleans Saints and a lot of change here, which I'm I'm quite excited about. They definitely, uh, I would definitely say the position themselves, I think they want to be the number one in this division, would you think, from the moves they've made? Definitely. And I don't know, I think it's achievable. Uh, we'll obviously see down in my projections later in the show, but starting off as always with the new quarterback, Derek Carr has been signed to the Saints on a four-year $150 million contract coming over, of course, from his long tenure with the Raiders. Now, Derek had, has had an up and down career and no one's quite decided if he's above average or just average. But me personally, I'm, I'm a big fan of Carr uh, and I am a bit biased uh, in wanting the best for him. So I'll try and be, moderate that as much as I can. He would have to be the most established quarterback within this within this division now. By a long shot. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, last season wasn't a great one for Carr. You know, everyone expected big things from him with that partnership with Devante Adams. Yep. He's a college bestie that unfortunately didn't eventuate and wasn't what we kind of wanted to see from those two last year and ended up with uh, six wins and 11 losses last season. But his 2021 season, I assume is what the saints are actually looking for Carr to achieve with the saints. He's worth a risk. Like, yeah, it, I, I yeah. think so too. I, yeah. I'd rather sign Carr than Baker Mayfield any day of the week. So yeah, it's a good option by the Saints. Now, Carr will be throwing to Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid at wide receiver, returning for the Saints, as well as Taysom Hill and Juwan Johnson in tight end. I'm expecting a big season from Chris Olave this year. I think he's going to have, or he, I know he's an established player, but I think he's going to have that true breakout year where he becomes that household name. So I look forward to seeing what he can produce with the likes of Carr. We'll put that in, uh, we'll put that in the predictions book then, are we? <laughs> That's track? Just pen, in pencil so I can rub it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and I believe uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, so Michael Thomas, interesting story here. So he's signed on a one-year deal, well, one-year deal or extension, whichever way you want to put it. So they've retained him. So he's really struggled over the last three seasons with a lot of injury. For all reports, he's a monster talent, mighty talent. And if they can get him fit and healthy, I think he will um, add to that add to that threat. So let's see if he can get on the paddock. Uh, I know he's not 100% yet, but they're working hard to get him on the field. Fantastic. And uh, running the ball for the New oh. Orleans Saints this year is yep. none other than uh, Jamal Williams, who's come over from the Detroit Lions. Now, Jamal is one of the highest scoring running backs in the league last year with 17 touchdowns. Not only that, he's a... He's a leader in the locker room and got to be one of the most entertaining and, and strangely wholesome characters in the NFL. He is genuinely the loveliest person to follow. <laughs> oh, if you don't, you don't have to like sport to follow him. He is, it is entertaining, no filters, personality. No, it's no filter in the sweetest way. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's not like there's no arrogance to it. And it's just when he's mic'd up, there is no better. There's no better thing in life. <laughs> I mean. And he's uh, got to check out his press conferences too. Oh. I think his, his recent, um, when he, he got came over to the Saints uh, a few months ago, he had a press conference and he was wearing a, an Eevee beanie, the Eevee, mm. the Pokemon. And uh, one of the reporters, I think, asked him what his hat was. And Lamar, uh, sorry, Jamal goes into this long kind of explanation of, what Eevee is as a Pokemon, all of their evolutions, mm. and then promises to the journalist that you'll know every Pokemon by the end of this season. He he just makes you want to like give him a hug. Like he just yeah, yeah it just yeah. Uh, or but actually, you want to be his best friend, right? 
But yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, like he, yeah. he's the guy you want in your locker room. Like I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a massive re-energized yeah. team in in there with with him running around. So very cool and very smart pickup, I think, from the Saints. Now, Alvin Kamara, the running back, still remains there, and I think likely is going to be a really good interchange with Jamal. You know, Kamara's got the ability to be a receiving running back and there could be some great players drawn up to split the defense. You know, if you've got Jamal on one side of the quarterback and Kamara on the other end, the defense is thinking, who the hell am I going to focus on here? Yeah, and obviously, like, Jamal's getting a bit older now, so he's more likely he's going to be doing the sort of touchdown sort of run-in. Third plays in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. but there's a a name floating around that they picked up in the draft who I I want to highlight, uh, Kendra Miller. So... His stats say he's 5'11", but people are reporting he's 6'1". So I do like that. Um, it's like a Tinder bio yeah, for yeah, a young yeah, man. Yeah, I do appreciate a good uh, a good flex there. So well done to him. Um, but I do want to, on the back end of the season, I think he'll come into, come into action and it'll be interesting to watch him as a power, power running back. So I'm looking forward to that combination of all those three by the end of the season. I think we could be quite quite excited by that. The great running back room. Um, on the defensive side, the Saints have generally always had a, a strong defense um, and they've got a really good program for it. However, they lost a fair amount uh, of that defensive talent. So they tried to make up for it in the draft by adding Brian Beast at defensive tackle and Isaiah Hosky at the edge. Also, just a, a note I wanted to add on the end here, Dave, is um, there's some wonderful names in the NFL. And uh, I just want to put another name in contention for best names is uh, their safety for the Saints, Smoke Monday. Oh, my is... God. That is brilliant. <laughs> it's either a jazz band or oh, I don't know what else. <laughs> that does sound like a... It does sound like... That is a beautiful name. Uh, let's add that to the list of all-time okay. great names. I, I like that. That's brilliant. It's, it's hard to knock off Haha Clinton Dix. All right? It's just... He's got to be one of the best yeah. names in the NFL. I still like... But I, we'll put a chart up. Yeah, I still like the... I saw on the back someone's last name must have been sample so on the back of the jersey it said sample i still like sample that. yeah so it looked like a, I, I still like that one probably it's like yeah. when you get your custom yeah. name on your jersey from the nfl store yeah. but you just don't put your name in yeah that's yeah. what i thought had happened i thought that that was one of my favorites so far <laughs> Okay, heading to our last team of the NFC South, we have the Atlanta Falcons. So things are really changing for the Atlanta Falcons this year. Desmond Ritter is indicated to be the starting quarterback. And look, I'll be, I'll be honest with you guys. I, I didn't know too much about Ritter uh, before researching for this show. Now, Desmond Ritter was a third-round pick in 2022 and only took to the field last year for the last four games. Two wins, two losses, but it seemingly convinced the coaches to start him this year. This might be in response to Ritter, but the uh, the old Atlanta has gone on a bit of a splurge on a bit of spending on their O line. Um, bit of a shopping spree. Well, not shopping spree. It's mainly based for the players they've got on their list already. So they've actually ex- oh okay. So they extended Caleb McGarry uh, on a three year deal, thirty five or thirty four point five million dollars. So he'll stay as the right tackle. And then Chris Lindstrom, he's been signed on a five-year deal, $105 million, which keeps him in the top-rated guards in the um, in the league. So a couple of really big signings there. It's more around retaining talent than anything, um, mm. and hopefully that can support their new QB. 
Yeah, well, some uh, extra support for the QB came from their uh, top draft pick in the 2023 draft. The Falcons claimed running back prospect Bijan Robinson in the first round. He is expected to start uh, and play in a running back package alongside Tyler Algier and Coradell Patterson, who remain at the team. Now, just like as a bit of an explanation for everybody, if you don't know, generally there's two categories of running back. So you're either a power running back or a receiving running back. Now, Bijan is reportedly the best of both worlds, a versatile running back. Now, a power running back, you think of Marshawn Lynch from the Seahawks. He would just knock down other defenders like bowling pins. He is just a big guy, tucks the ball, trucks through him. And on the other end of that, you've got your receiving running backs, kind of like Christian McCaffrey, who can be utilized pretty much anywhere uh, in the running game or passing game. So pretty exciting little uh, running room for the, uh, for the Falcons this year. Now with Drake London at wide receiver and Kyle Pitts at tight end, the combination of a multi-talented running back squad and some different passing options will create you know, the potential for a dynamic offense. But my one note is that that wide receiver core is a little bit thin. Uh, should be noted as well that their second wide receiver from last season, Olamide Zacchaeus, has moved to the Eagles as well. I'll note as well, they've picked up a, a former Patriots player, Juna Smith. It was a big move to the Patriots at the time because a headline-making addition. Uh, interesting, they've picked him up for not much at all. I think a fresh start for him will be amazing and his potential is uncapped really at the Falcons. So it could be could be a great move for him and we might see someone that flows through uh, as a real talent for them. I really hope so. I, you know, I, As you noted, he was with the Patriots and, and before that was with the Titans. Now, before the show, I was just looking at some highlights from him and you know when he's going, he's going. It's some... Pretty incredible um, footage there. So, I don't know. It could be uh, it could be a lot of a lot of weapons for the Falcons to adopt this year. Yeah, they also um, Cincinnati Bengals. They've actually stolen their safety. They couldn't hold on to uh, to him, uh, Jesse Bates. So he's come across on a four year deal, sixty two, sixty four million dollar contract. So they've they've definitely gone and got some quality talent into their list. It's it's a lot of movement for them. Yeah, this is going to make. Uh, the next segment a little bit tougher. It does. We'll see how we it go. It does. It <laughs> does. Well, let's roll straight into it, Cad, then. We'll get you going first with my favorite bit. Uh... Headlines and projections. <laughs> I'm definitely keeping that uh, <laughs> long ramp in there. Okay. <laughs> For headlines and projections this week, as I did just note, this is a tough div to do it in. Um, it's pretty much all brand new. Uh, new quarterbacks, a lot of new uh, talent on offense. So I've, uh, I've done my best and, and we'll have a go here. Yeah, this one's tough. This is not this is not an easy one. There's no, there's no. no clear. There's no clear. It's a lot of fun to theorize though, so we'll see how we go. Yeah, At let's... number four, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers headline. Baker Mayfield walks the plank. After one year with the Buccaneers. <laughs> so I think that game of musical chairs will cool. go on. Here's one for you though. But where does he land? Where's yeah, the, but where does he land? Yeah. Um, give oh, me a, give a, me a prediction. One. I reckon he's a backup. I don't, uh, I don't know where time's he done. goes. But his time's yeah. done. Yeah. I reckon if he yeah. can't make it work this season, he's just going to be riding the bench for a while. Yeah. Not saying it won't be his last hurrah at a starting position, but yeah. If he doesn't prove it now. He'll be moving last on to chance. his 
fourth or fifth team. Yeah. Okay. At number three. Number three. The Carolina Panthers. Oh. I have Young at heart. Bryce Young becomes the centerpiece of the new era for the Carolina Panthers. Has a solid rookie year. But I put them at number three because, I, you know, as I said, it's, it's hard to adjust. So I think there's a lot of time. We've got some bit more experienced quarterbacks ahead of him. We'll see what happens. No, that's fair. I think it's it would be... I hope he has a good season. I really do. All right, then. Number two. It's time. This is going to be it. This is hard. Uh, this 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 point, oddly, like I changed this. this yeah. Uh, I changed it a couple of times. So number two, I've landed with the Atlanta Falcons. Headline, can't get rid of him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Desmond Ritter oh. uh, will be leading the Falcons uh, to second place in their division. Uh, hopefully, I think a winning season. Could be in the cards for them. I'm being optimistic here, but I see it happening. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right. That leaves us with one to go. How good is this headline? One to go. Yeah. Uh, there's Come a on. lot you can do with this. Yeah, this, this should be good. This, that's a it's lot. not that good. This is, a, this is pressure. This isn't LA. <laughs> All right. New Orleans Saints. Headline Getaway Car. Derek Carr comes back strong, and the Saints top their division, landing them in the playoffs. Oh. There you go. Oh, brilliant. That's a that's Thank a you. solid clap there. That's your best Thank yet, you. I reckon. That's the best yet. <laughs> it's really good when they have nouns in there. Yeah, that does help a bit. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Well done. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Well, now it's time to move on to my favourite segment of the podcast. Of course, it's Fan Favourites with David Holm, a segment where he picks which team you should be supporting Maybe you're new to the league. Maybe you want to abandon the team that you're with now. Dave will give you the recommendation. Now with the NFC South, what do we reckon? It's clearly between two here. I'm, I'm going to actually talk to you about these because it is. I find it actually quite harder. I'll probably it's Evan, between two. Yeah. God, who's missed out? Okay. Well, you want me to, I'll I, know put the pen, I know it's let, the Barks have missed out, but yeah, they, let me. I'll pen through. And sorry, Panthers, you're getting the pen as well. Like so, we're 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 sitting with two, Falcons okay. and Saints. I think the expectation is that the Saints will be the favorite for the for the div, but Falcons have this list of untapped talent that I don't know what they will be. So it's like okay, Ooh. let's go. With, I'll go with this. If you're a gambler, go the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> an onside punter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're a, if you're an offside punter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, go the Falcons. I do. I'll give them. I think they they'll be great to watch this year. I think they'll be a great list to follow. Um, I, I think it's a tough split you've got there, and I, I kind of agree. I think I really enjoyed watching the Falcons last year. Yeah. Before these changes were even in, um, yeah. with Bijan Robinson there, you could find you know a new favorite player. Yeah. Um, I, I think yeah, I can totally see that there, Davey. Yeah, but but you've got to go the Saints if you. If you, if you if you're a safer option, if you want to, if you want to, if you're a safety, if you're you're Jesse Bates, play <laughs> <laughs> it safe, get on the Saints. Yeah, um, you're gonna go the Saints. I just think again, and you've got the best entertainment in the world, Jamal Williams. But is that is that who you'd pick if you had to pick one? Say that's the one. Who do you go for? Saints. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just follow Jamal. You'll have the best time of your life. <laughs> One, two, three, four. 
Thanks for joining us on this episode of Onside Punt. We hope you enjoyed our recap of the NFC South. Now remember, whether you're a seasoned NFL fan or just starting your journey, we've got you covered. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere good podcasts can be found. So until next time, remember to stay onside, and we'll catch you next episode. Thanks, homie. Thanks, Cat. Bye, mate. Bye.